Get excited, it's our annual year in review edition of the program. We're world champs! We're world champs! Welcome to Kansas City and the 2023 NFL Draft. This half hour, a look back at the Metro's most memorable moments and newsmakers. Outrage in Kansas City as a black teen is shot by a white resident after ringing the wrong doorbell. It was a year for big openings. This is the finest airport facility in America. And not just at the airport, let's not forget the new aquarium at the zoo. Oh, and yes, the opening of a new downtown landmark. I love it. It's lit up at night, all different colors. It's a great addition to the city. We can't forget the problems that plagued us all year long. This could end up being the deadliest year on record. One thing I can tell you for sure, it ain't over. We remember the lives we lost this year, some big political names and cultural icons too. And we break out the crystal ball to predict what we can expect in this brand spanking new year called 2024. We ain't done yet. Week in Review is made possible through the generous support of AARP Kansas City, RSM, Dave and Jamie Cummings, Bob and Marlise Gorley, the Courtney S. Turner Charitable Trust, John H. Mize and Bank of America N.A. Co-Trustees, the Restaurant at 1900, and by viewers like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome, I'm Nick Haynes. Move over, Great British Bake Off. Public television's biggest show has arrived. Are you ready for laughter, <laughs> tears, and astonishing insight? It's all coming up on our year in review edition of the program. We've been pouring through the last 12 months here in our metro in quiz show style. With us on this Yuletide romp is 50% of Dana and Parks on KMBZ, Dana Wright, and a real-life husband, top KMBZ9 news anchor, Chris Ketz. Love having you on the show this week. The best-dressed man in all of Kansas City is with us from Next Page KC, Eric Wesson, and still recovering from a storied multimedia news career in Kansas City, former star newsman Dave Helling. Our first stop on our Week in Review sleigh ride is a fill-in-the-blank question. Now, we just showed you a series of video clips that could all be viewed as serious contenders for the biggest story of the year in Kansas City. But Dana Wright... The story that had the greatest impact on Kansas City in 2023 was blank. Well, when Time Magazine does this, Nick, you know it is the story that had the greatest impact for better or for worse. That's true. And I hate to start out on a sour note, but I do believe it continues to have the biggest impact, not in a good way, the Jackson County Assessor's Office and the dumpster fire that continues to plague taxpayers with those bills coming due soon. Uh, 200,000 properties affected. We have had listeners call in and say they cannot pay their taxes. People are being um, forced out of their homes. In some cases, the attorney general's office is now involved. Um, the audit that just came back was scathing, called it incompetent and legally deficient. And in the meantime, the taxpayers are saying, uh, my mortgage company doesn't care, this bill is due. Am I supposed to pay it? And then are you gonna cut me a check back? There's no resolution here yet. This has been dragging on for the better part of the So year. I see 30 more shows on that coming up in the new year <laughs> we then. We could do that. Dave Helling, what did you put down? Well, a couple of things. I think the story with the most impact ultimately will be the opening of the new airport, uh, mm. which opened on time and on budget to everyone's surprise, frankly. Uh, that's a 50-year uh, project out there, and it, uh, it's had problems, as all new structures do, but by and large, ultimately, long-term, that'll have huge impact. 
But I also wrote down the continuing controversy over Eric de Volcanier. Uh, as we sit here today, we don't know the ending to that drama yet, uh, but it has the potential to be very disruptive in Kansas City, and it brings attention, as it should, Nick, to police behavior in our community, which I think in 2024 will be a big story. Chris Ketz, the, great, the story with the greatest impact in Kansas City in 2023 was what? I'll go ahead and jump into that pond, and, and this is proof that we didn't, uh, no. we, we didn't swap notes here or anything like that. And I thought, sure, you would say Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I really did. If for no other reason you have, you have a major star on a global stage, you have a future Pro Football Hall of Famer, and it's all coming together in a place like Kansas City. And the thing of it is, for all of the people who complain about the amount of attention that this story is getting, and, and they're right. Listen, there are people on both sides of that fence. I don't know that there's been another story that has overall created as much curiosity in Kansas City as this one. And joy. And huge amounts of economic impact for the city at the same time. Apparently so, yes. Eric. I said that KC10 is making people mm. talk about affordable housing. I think that's something that has been kind of swept under the rug and not addressed. But I think their uh, tenacity in talking about affordable housing and those kind of things, I think that's been tremendously they, they sort of came out of nowhere a few years ago and are, seem to be at the center of almost every big discussion now at City Hall. Yes. Up next, it's a multiple choice question for you, and it's our person of the year. Now, Time Magazine just named singing superstar <laughs> Taylor Swift as its person of the year. Really? How'd I do that? Welcome to the Eras Tour. But what if you were picking the person of the year in Kansas City? Might you also choose Taylor Swift? After all, didn't the global superstar spend just as much time here this year than anywhere else? Or would you pick her main squeeze, Travis Kelsey, who managed to upstage Patrick Mahomes as the most talked about man in the NFL? Or Ralph Yarl, the Northland team, who made global news after being shot in the head for ringing the wrong doorbell. He's making a remarkable recovery now, but he was one of the year's most visible faces of violence in Kansas City, igniting a new debate over the state of racial progress in our country. Or would you pick John Sherman, the Royals owner, who simultaneously infuriated many Kansas Cityans with his torturous negotiations over a new stadium, while still remaining one of the Metro's most pivotal and courted power players? Or Chris Katz, did you pick someone completely different? Those are all wonderful choices, Nick. You know, I might go any other year aside from Travis and Taylor. I might go with Kathy Nelson from Visit KC and the Kansas City Sports Commission. Um, despite the issues that, uh, that, that you brought up, I think the, the NFL draft largely went over uh, just fine. Um, she has worked to keep the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, which I have a feeling was probably a lot harder than people think just because of what is happening in, in college sports. Uh, of course, she's busy right now raising money for all things World Cup, and we'll start really seeing that effort uh, kick up. Well, for example, starting next month in Topeka. Um, like I say, I, there are a lot of challenges ahead, certainly for her and the organizations that she represents, but I think 23 was a pretty good year for Kathy. Person of the year, Dave? Well, I put Quentin Lucas. He won re-election with 80% of the vote, no real opposition. He's a very polarizing figure, Nick. A lot of people think he's doing a great job. A lot of people think he's doing a horrible job. There's not really a middle ground on Quentin Lucas, but he remains the most important political figure in the Kansas City area. 
Dana. My choice was Kathy Nelson, Visit KC, and the Sports you Commission. You did collaborate all... on that last night. No, okay. we did not. not. Right. You no. stole my choice. And he didn't even print out my things this morning. <laughs> I know that. Uh, but was Visit KC and the Sports Commission for all of the reasons he just mentioned. And really all of, just not the economic impact that, that the, all of those exciting things have brought into this town, but the global understanding now of what a great place Kansas City is. Uh, she had other cities and other towns from across the world saying, how did you pull this off when it comes to the World Cup, when it comes to uh, the NFL draft? How did you do it? They now are looking at Kansas City as this great shining place that we all know it to be. And I think kind of some of us want to go, don't shout it that loud. We kind of like, you know, we want to turn it to Nashville or something. But uh, she was my choice. Who was the person of the year for you, Eric? I picked two. I picked Laura and Aquil Bay. They are the parents of Cameron Lamb. Mm. Yes. I would be irate to, as an understatement if I had to go through what they've gone through. And they have been just class acts all the way. They've never raised their voice about anything. They've never been quoted out of bounds with anything in the papers or in any places that I've ever seen them. I think they're a class act. Because if that was my son and the circumstances were the same and the governor was even entertaining the thought of releasing the person that killed my son, I think I would be a totally different person. Okay. Did we do you already, Chris? We did. I'm really thrilled to hear that. <laughs> Dave Helling, you're going to fill in the blank for us. The biggest winner in Kansas City in 2023 was blank. The KC Current. Yes. With all of the talk of baseball stadiums and football stadiums, the owners of the women's soccer team said, the hell with you. We're going to go build our own stadium on the riverfront. It's going to be great. People are going to like it. They did a great job there, a great addition to this community. And by the way, the subtext of the Kathy Nelson story is women's sports is going to be a, a, the story of the decade. Soccer, volleyball, basketball, people are really paying attention to women competitors, and the Casey Current is at the top. Dana, biggest winner? I absolutely love it. I add on to everything you said with women. Uh, look at Beyonce and the economic impact of her coming in here. Look at, of course, the Taylor Swift concert globally and that economic impact. But also don't forget the movie Barbie. And if you had said to me two years ago, I would have said that I enjoyed that. I think it's impactful. I think it's culturally relevant. The women owned this year. Eric. I say Quentin Lucas for a different reason than Dave. He has, remember when he first was running, he said, hey, I'm going to get homicides down under 100. So here is a person that got reelected, 880 homicides under his belt as the mayor, and we've had absolutely no conversation about what the plan is. Now, are you making he's him never, the loser or the winner? This I'm, is the winner category. He's the winner because uh, he kept his job oh, and oh, he got oh, real lesson. No, that is clever. Real lesson. Sure, I understand. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Chris, I went with the Kansas City Current too. The the impact on women's sports, not just here but everywhere. The new stadium set to yeah. open up in the spring. Season tickets have sold out. They have some of Kansas City's finest restaurants uh, along for the ride, and uh, it's been an, an amazing ride so far, and it's not over yet. Dana Wright, complete this sentence. The person, group, or institution who lost the most in Kansas City this year was blank. Uh, I'm going to say the voters because we know have no, we are no closer to any, any understanding of where the stadiums are going to go, when they are going to yeah. go, how they are going to go, and now there's this uh, suggestion that, well, let's put something on a ballot, ask for uh, the re-up of the 
three eight cent sales tax, but we're not going to tell you what it's for or, or where it's going. And we could not think on our program of another time where someone has put something on a ballot, and Dave would probably challenge me here, where you don't even really know what you're going to get well, you for the that money. tax in Jackson County, the sales the tax, research triangle. the research yeah. triangle, that was equally vague, and it lost by 80% of the vote. So you have to tell voters what you want money for, and they have not done that yet. Eric. I, she copied my note. <laughs> okay. I said Kansas City voters, but I said for a different reason. I said for the you reason... You were really nuanced today. Yes. I, Kansas City voters, you look at the amount of lawsuits that the city of Kansas City settles out yes. of the general revenue fund. <clears throat> it is in the millions, and nobody's held accountable for it. Chris. Uh, I think a lot of Jackson County property owners might go with Gail McCann Beatty, the, uh, the county assessor mm. for the dumpster fire that has been the assessment process in Jackson County. And now there's the state audit, which says the county broke the law. The attorney general is suing the county. Uh, there's a county legislator who wants her resignation. McCann Beatty says this is all politics. But um, and you have almost 15,000 Jackson County property owners who waiting, are waiting for their appeals still to be heard. And Frank White said it's Republicans versus Democrats as well. Right, and so the biggest loser, I think, is Frank White. He, the county has a couple But yet he, he won re-election not long ago. No, no, in 2022, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we said at the time, I was still on the editorial board, that the jail was going to be a problem. It is a problem. Appraisals are were going to be a problem. They are a problem. The stadiums are going to be a problem. They are a problem. Uh, the county really does need to get its act together. Having said that, uh, people who are paying attention know that the auditor's uh, report this week didn't say the appraisals were wrong. It just said that, that they, people weren't notified in the correct way. Well, that, that's a problem, but that doesn't mean the appraisals are wrong. And the remedies that are under discussion, which is capping at 15% some appraisals, would distort the market even more and cause further problems down the road. Chris Katz, a fill-in-the-blank question for you. The most over-reported story in our Metro this year was blank. The whole stadium saga regarding the Royals and, well, later, the, the Chiefs. I am reminded... It only took up 51 weeks uh, of our right. entire world I'm, show I'm, this year. I'm reminded of a line that our friend and colleague Michael Mahoney has said often and might say at a moment like this at this table. Never have so many said so much about so little. Because <laughs> we don't know. There is just so much that we don't know about what the Royals want and what the Chiefs want. And we're just days away from a January, late January deadline where, again, um, uh, a sales tax extension may end up on the April ballot in Jackson County. The most overreported story, Eric? I said the Royals. They, they copied me again, the Royals. But I, and I think the tax thing is also something that was really overreported because we don't know anymore. But I do disagree with Dave. I think that the assessor's office did say that they did something wrong because they, oh, over I the ones, oh, okay, yeah. well, over 15%, they were supposed to go inside the house and look yeah, at right, things, right. too. Those are all notification yeah. and execution problems. What I'm saying is that the, the fundamental problem of how houses are appraised and businesses in our community remains on the table and unaddressed. Dana, the most overreported story? I, I know people would say the most overreported story would be the private life of one very public football player named Travis Kelsey. I can't agree with that for all of the reasons you mentioned earlier. I think uh, it has been a tough year for a lot of reasons in, in the news cycle, and I welcome joy anytime we can talk about things that are making 
people happy for whatever reason. If you can find joy in the headlines and in showing her at the stadium and in bringing two groups of people together that otherwise never probably would have had anything to talk about, I applaud it from from. A to Z, and I hope they get married this year. Dave. Two overreported <laughs> stories. First, the NFL draft. It's basically picking sides like you used to do in the playground, and it's on the news for six weeks. But the winner, and it retires the trophy, Nick, is the Kansas license plate drama. <laughs> more and more ink and airtime okay. spent on the stupid colors yes. of the metal plate you put on your cars. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. It, there are other things to worry about in Kansas. The colors on your license plate are not in the but top ten. Can I 10. that really quick? Look at how quickly the government responded. Yeah. Yeah. Over a light, right away, the governor came out and said, "You're right. We have heard you. We're going to make change. Name another important issue where anyone it's in the government has come but, out but, and said." But a lot of people didn't like the choices are, that they were offered. Yeah, people still, people upset about this. Let's change it. It doesn't happen. All right. The number of people that voted. Yeah, two hundred yes. so and something thousand. Really, right was ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and you could have voted many times. Yeah. Eric, complete the sentence for us. The most underreported story of the year was blank. I said the CCED fund, which is a Central City sales tax is underreported, is doing some great things in yep. some areas that would otherwise be ignored, and they're not getting the press that they should. Chris. Uh, it's been talked about for months, but it's a growing homeless problem in, of all places, Johnson County, Kansas. And the mm. problem has gotten so bad that the county is looking at uh, perhaps buying a hotel with COVID money, millions of, of dollars in COVID money, to turn it into what would be the county's first uh, homeless shelter, despite all of the affluence in Johnson County, Kansas. It's a problem, and in like a lot of other cities, it's going to get worse. The most underreported story, Dave? Well, I wrote the stadiums, uh, Nick, because wow. everyone talked about it. <laughs> For a it. different reason. Well, yeah, okay. everybody talked about it, but we have no solid information whatsoever. And, and that, you know, reporters, they've done a better job. Jonathan Katz, by the way, at Channel 4 has done well. Mike Hendricks and others at the Star have started to pick up the pace. But we've spent this entire year talking about the stadiums for the Chiefs and Royals. We still don't know more now than we knew 12 months ago. That means the reporters need to do a better job. Dana. Incredible and underreported and important. The ransomware against hospitals. Mm -hmm. Look this up around the country. St. Yes. Francis in Topeka had to shut down several weeks ago, divert all of their patients here. Liberty Hospital is looking at the same thing this week. This is not about patient privacy. This is about patient health. All of the hospital systems machines are computers and when very bad people have control of hospital computers, very bad yeah, patient can outcomes yep. can happen. Yep. All right, Dave, you get to go first on our next question, which we're going to call pick a gift. It sounds simple enough. You are responsible for giving a gift to one metro area public figure this holiday season. But who would receive the gift? And when he or she hastily breaks open that shiny wrapping paper, <laughs> what would that gift be? The gift is a bottle of whiskey for our good friend Jeff Rowe, who was mm. uh, a well-known political consultant in the Kansas City area for many years, rose to the top of the presidential ranks with Ron DeSantis, and then just resigned from that position because of all the infighting. Uh, Jeff Rowe needs a belt of whiskey, and I'm happy to provide it for him. <laughs> Dana. I would like to give a gift to all of the naysayers who do not understand, appreciate, or love the brand new airport that has done so much for this town. My gift to them is a trip to the St. Louis airport. Go there, spend 30 minutes there, and then come back and say thank you for the new KCI. Eric. My gift is to Stacy Graves. I like Stacy Graves. She's a the new very police nice, chief. She's the new police chief. 
but my gift to her would be some moving boxes because I believe, and I've believed all along, that that job is just too overwhelming for her. We're at 176 homicides, no plan on what to do. Uh, her comeback is always where well, we all got to work together. It's a little and, and bit more than that. And isn't solving crime more than just one person? It is, but as the leader, you set the tone of the direction that it goes. When your morale is in your department is as low as it is, and people are exiting the door, you got to kind of look at what you the have a gift too, is. Chris. And who are you giving it to? And what is it? A parking space at City Hall with the sign that says "I'm never giving up" for Clay Chastain, who once again <laughs> ran for That's mayor good. in Kansas City, Missouri, and once again got beat uh, big. He's the guy who just won't go away. All righty. Well, coming up next, we break out the crystal ball to get our panel predictions what we can expect together in this new year called 2024 but before we do let's take a quick look back at how well our panelists did in forecasting the future last year Quint Lucas has a great 2023, gets re-elected. I don't have a crystal ball, but I do think that airport's going to open. I think we should name it after a dead person. I'm going to differ with Dana, but agree uh, naming the airport, but my choice would be Sly James. True or false, in 2023, Kansas City voters approve a new downtown ballpark. False. False. True or false, <laughs> in 2023, Kansas lawmakers finally approve medical marijuana. True. The Kansas City Star ceases its print edition and becomes a strictly on. Like you keep bringing that up. No, I'm just asking. No, no. Pete, what did you put down? No comment. <laughs> righty, let's be fair. Our panelists weren't as wildly wrong in their predictions as they usually are, so I'm going to give them a B minus grade. <laughs> let's see if you can get that A this year. So here goes Chris Ketz. Complete the sentence. I don't own a crystal ball, but if I did, this is what I see happening in our metro in 2024. The Royals will end up where they've always wanted to be in the East Village of downtown for a new ballpark and entertainment district. And I think the Chiefs will leave the sports complex. They will make that decision because they're tired of waiting for the Royals to do something. And will end up in the wide open spaces by the Kansas Speedway and the Legends. Why? Because the deal will be better. And because people, I think, will come to the realization, as has been <laughs> talked about here, it's just very unfair to expect Jackson County to bear the cost of either part or all of two new stadiums at the same time. Eric. I said that the Jackson County Legislature will get something done. Uh, either the stadiums or something. It's a lot of infighting. It's a lot of going back and forth. But I looked at my calendar this past uh, year and I haven't seen anything that they've really accomplished. Dana. I too chose the Chiefs moving over to Kansas. I think it's, you see that happening I, next year. I, I really, really do, and not just for for all of the reasons that that you stated. I think I think the main reason is financial, and you cannot ask Jackson County taxpayers to to shoulder the burden of both. Dave, yeah, I think this, the, clear the we, air for us on well, this. Well, first of all, I don't think it will happen because I think Missouri will fight tooth and nail to keep the Chiefs. The Royals are a different different issue. Going to Clay County, for example, it remains an option, and I think the state would let that happen, but uh, the state of Missouri will want to keep pro football in Missouri, I think. We'll see. My prediction, I've got a ton of predictions, but I think Calvin Hayden, the sheriff in Johnson County, if he decides to run again, will get crushed. Uh, you know, he, he's a conspiracy theory, bad elections, right-wing uh, weirdness. 
uh, sheriff, and that just doesn't fly in Johnson County anymore, and I think he'll lose. All righty. Before we end our show, it's a fast-paced true or false round until the buzzer uh, blows. We talked a little bit about this, true or false. In 2024, uh -huh. voters approved the new downtown ballpark. True. Uh, true, but not necessarily true. in April. I still think yeah. the vote may yeah. come later in the year. So true or false, Chiefs announced move to Kansas? True. False. 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 You don't believe that. All right. Yeah, true true yeah. or false as part of a new stadium deal? The Chiefs announced a name change. False. No. False. No. That, they'll never do that. True or false, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get engaged. True. false. Buy that ring, baby. Buy that ring. False. True or false, yes. Kansas lawmakers approved Medicaid expansion. Right false. false. Uh, you don't see, way, even though the governor has just made no. huge concessions. No, they've tried it a hundred times. All right. But quickly. Both states will pass tax cuts in 2024. True or false, Kansas Congresswoman Cherise Davids loses bid for re-election amid GOP wave. False. 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 I think she's in. She True or false, Josh Hawley loses the United States Senate seat in Missouri. False. False. false, but it's going to be closer than people think. Alrighty. True or false, Quinton Lucas resigns as mayor to take new job in Washington. False. 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 True. You remember, in, he was oh. in Germany. He had on a Department of Justice jacket. I think he will leave <laughs> for a national office, but I think he will finish his term before I that happens. I have never covered a mayor in, in 40 years in the city. It wasn't rumored that they were going to leave for some job in Washington, <laughs> and it has never happened. All righty, all righty, all righty. We are out of time. Boy, have you been great sports, and all for zero pay and a lousy cup of coffee. Now, she is 50% of Dana and Parks, weekdays from 2 to 6 on KMBZ Radio, and he is top Channel 9 news anchor, Chris Katz. Eric West is entering his first Christmas as head of the Metro's newest newspaper, right. Next Page KC. And Dave Helling is the former TV investigative journalist, news anchor, star reporter, and editorial writer, now turned omnipresent sage on this program. We're so grateful to of all sage. of you. <laughs> and I'm simply your host, Nick Haynes. From all of us here at Kansas City PBS, we wish you a Yuletide season filled with wonder, mirth, and merriment. And not a lot of TV hosts here will offer you that greeting. And of course, be well, keep calm, and carry on. We'll see you in the new year.